Conan O'Brien needs a fan. Want to talk to Conan? Visit teamcoco.com slash call Conan. Okay, let's get started. Hey there, Lux. Please meet Conan and the Chill Chum. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi. Uh, how are you, Lux? Uh, first of all, I love your name, Lux. That's very. Is it L U X? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But it's not. Yeah, it's not L U X E. Like this is Lux Service. You know, you get uh, extra fan. You're the extra. It'd be funny if you had a friend who was Lux without the E, and you were Lux with the E, and it just you were like the more expensive version of that other friend. Oh yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I am the more expensive version. Yeah, you're the you're the high class. Uh, uh, well, very nice to talk to you, Lux. And uh, I was told you're coming from somewhere else in the world, but I don't know where. Where are you right now? Uh, well, I think you can take a guess. I'm from London. Uh huh. Well, I didn't know. Maybe you worked at Harry Potter World at Universal. I didn't. <laughs> and by the way, you can walk down to a pub in Santa Monica, about five minutes from my house, and there's everyone there who runs these pubs is British. So I never make any uh, assumptions. Right, so, yeah. so you're in. So you're in London right now. Yeah, born and raised in London. Oh, I love London. I really do. I, mm-hmm. It's a, a absolutely beautiful city, and and the people are fantastic. Uh, and so I'm I'm glad to know that you're aware of our work in in London. I, that always makes me feel good that people uh, around the world are listening to this. Yeah, yeah. Complete waste of time. So, <laughs> <laughs> how did you how did you find our podcast? Oh, literally, I was during lockdown, I was just on my laptop and I just saw, I think, one of your bits. I think you were something with Jordan Slansky. Oh, my God. My apologies. (laughs) Yeah. Jordan Slansky is uh, someone I've filmed many bits with uh, over the years uh, and uh, they're very popular online. So you probably saw one of those and then thought, I hear this idiot has a, a podcast. I'll check that out as well. Yeah. Well, I actually only got introduced to your podcast about two months ago. I was talking, oh. to, talking to my mate uh-huh. who is actually a really big fan as well. Um, and he told me about it and I was like, oh, well, I love Conan, so I better listen to it. And yeah, I've just been listening to all of them. Well, that's great. And you know what? I love your mate because that guy has good taste. <laughs> Tell tell your mate I say uh, good on you. What, what are they? That's uh, no, that's Australian. No. That's Australian. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I mean, I am Australian as well. I'm half Australian. See, see what? Hey. Oh, see, wow. Gorley, yeah. I picked up on that. So yeah, do that. Say good on you. What's your mate's name? Adrian. Yeah, say good on you, Adrian. He'll be very and then, happy. Oh my God, what was I don't that? Know. <laughs> Let me try a couple. Oh no. Hey, hey, Adrian, good on you. Oi, 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 oi. Oh, no. Uh, how about, uh, yes, uh, uh, Adrian, uh, old chum. Um, okay, I'm falling apart here. I'm having a- Sorry, Lux, we apologize. Lux, I'm having a total meltdown. Sorry. Oh, so it's Adrian, is it? Oh, wait, okay, now you're a leprechaun. Oh, my God. Uh, well if you're Irish side. Yeah, Lux, Lux, you just saw why uh, my career is very limited uh, to YouTube no. nonsense and now this podcast. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll never give Daniel Day-Lewis a run for his money. That'll, that'll never. Every time I go out for a role that Daniel Day-Lewis is also going out for, I, I he he seems to beat me out for some reason. Oh, yeah, because yeah, I go in there to play really? Link. I go in there to play Abraham Lincoln and I'm like, oh! 
can I tell you? Oh, yes. <laughs> and it just, immediately I'm shown the door. So tell, tell us about yourself. I don't know anything about you, Lux. I honestly know nothing. Uh, tell us what you, what you do. What, what's your passion in life? So I'm a climber. I'm a climbing instructor. Um, so like indoor rock climbing. Oh, okay. Uh, so I've been doing that for about 10 years. I'm also part of the uh, GB paraclimbing team. What is that? Oh, the Great Britain paraclimbing team? Is that yeah, so I'm visually okay. impaired. I have no central vision. So oh. I'm part oh. of the visually impaired category of the paraclimbing team. Yeah. Can, you, can you explain to me? I don't know what it means to have no central vision. What does that actually mean? So imagine you're looking at someone and right. you look directly at them and then their head disappears. Oh, really? Wow. So, so literally it means exactly what you said, which is the very s- center of your field of vision is blocked out. So if I look directly at you yeah. with like the center of my eye, you disappear. So it's just right. blurry. It's just a blur. Oh, wow. Okay. And how did this, was this something that you've had your whole life or? Um, so something to do with genes. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so when you're, uh, to your parents have two specific genes and when they mix one of their children could have it. I guess right. I was the unlucky one. Right. Right. Uh-huh. And so you, so you have peripheral vision. Yeah. But at the same time, I can't see it at a distance and I can't see small things. I see. Oh. So, uh, how do you, it's fascinating to me that you, um, you have this condition and you've taken on, I mean, it's very inspiring. You've taken on something that I think would be, uh, you know, quite challenging for anybody to do with yeah. perfect with perfect mm-hmm. vision. You're you're climbing. You're you're and you're a climbing instructor, and clearly you're very good at it. And yet you have uh, this, you know, in, in, I would think very difficult condition. Uh, so how do you compensate for that when you're climbing? How do you? Uh, you must have to just maneuver your eyesight around so that you can see where to put your hand, right? Well, like every move, every hold, it's just one thing at a time. And then I usually get one of my mates to shout at me while I'm on the wall to tell me where I'm going. <laughs> Would that be Adrian by any chance? No. <laughs> It'd be funny if Adrian wasn't shouting to you where to put your hand so that you don't fall to your death, but was shouting, you should check out Conan. <laughs> He's got a podcast. Oh no! Sorry, I'm. I again, I'm. I'm alienating people in in uh, oh. the entire United Kingdom, left and right, and I shouldn't. It's my own lack of talent. It's not any disrespect. I'm just doing the very best <laughs> I can. Uh, so, so you have someone literally who's with you saying, "Move your hand a little more to the right. Move it a little more to the left, so that you can grab onto the rock that you need to hold onto." Yeah. Well, holds. They're not rocks. It's made out of plastic. Excuse me. <laughs> Lux. We made a fool out of you. He Lux. put you in your place. Lux, you yes. just, I thought we were friends and uh, <laughs> you just humiliated me. That's what British people do. They, uh, take, <laughs> it's they take the, the British, out of their friends. Yeah. I am, you know, my, my ancestors, uh, the Irish, you know, the, I, that's how they were treated uh, by the British. And so this is terrible. This is terrible what you've done to me. Um, yeah. uh, I, I, uh, well, actually, you know what? Most what? of my ancestors are Irish as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe you guys are related. We probably are. We're all related <laughs> at some point, you know? Yeah. Um, you look like someone who can't go out in the sun for very long. So. Yeah, no, I've got that pasty white thing going on. I didn't say pasty. <laughs> Lux, I never said pasty. 
I think I have beautiful <laughs> alabaster skin. No one said pasty. Is that what you tell yourself? <laughs> God damn. Lux. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I have man. to say, Lux, for someone who 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 says that you have a, a an eyesight impairment, uh, your aim is fantastic. You are <laughs> yeah. you are you are blasting the shit out of me left and right. <laughs> you shot the gun out of my hand. I went to pick up a knife. You shot that out of my hand. Uh so this is very cool. Do you do so you're part of competitions then? You're you're part of competitions. Yeah. There's a there's probably a whole and and so when you're going up against other teams, is that how it works? You're going up against other teams from different countries? Yeah, so you're sort of put into a category. So for visually impaired, there's B1, B2, B3. B1 is like no vision next to no vision. B2 is mm-hmm. a little more and B3, that's the category I'm in. Um so like and then it's like done male and female so separate yep. categories uh so all the people in my category are from different countries but it doesn't necessarily mean that there couldn't be a b3 guy who was in my team i see so you're kind of climbing individually okay so is b3 one of the rarer conditions so b3 there are less b3 guys because i'm almost normal i'm not quite fully blind Right. <laughs> so I guess um, B1 and B2, there's more common. It's more common to have more people in there, but they have less vision. Do you have, do you, com- so you compete against other climbers who are in the B3 category? Is that, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, uh, is there one in particular who's like your arch enemy? The Romanian guy. What? It's, oh. I knew it. Yeah. It's always the Romanian guy. What's this guy's yeah, name? Yeah, what's this guy's name? I don't actually know. I can't remember. No, his probably name. doesn't even have him. <laughs> yeah, he ha- he's that good. Yeah, he's that yeah, good yeah, and yeah. that mysterious. He has. He was probably created in a lab, some yeah. evil underground Romanian lab. <laughs> so this Rom- this Romanian gentleman who we don't know his name, yeah. but. He's in the B3 category, so he has uh, your uh, level of impairment uh, uh, visually. I think he even might have the same disease as I have. Really? So yeah. you'd think you guys would become friends because you could bond over this. <laughs> well, it's but instead, not like unfriendly. Inst- instead, you've made him your arch enemy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, got to make someone it. Well, how... <laughs> There's so many to choose from. I mean, I think you found Lux. You found me. <laughs> you've dissed me. You've dissed me beautifully like 15 times in this conversation already. So I, I think uh, I, I could be, be used to it, Conan. <laughs> I thought, you know, why? Well, leave me alone. Go after the Romanian, for God's sake. <laughs> I need to figure out what his name is. Uh, is it? Uh, is it scary? Is it frightening when you're when you're climbing? Uh, or are you all harnessed in? You can't get you can't get too badly hurt. So in para competitions, there's no bouldering, which is when you climb without a rope, right? Um, and then you you've got a harness on and you're attached to a rope. So if you fall, you just caught by the rope. Yep. So okay. it's not scary. But to be honest, I've been climbing for so many years that climbing is not really frightening. It's just it's probably more the anxiety of being in a competition. That's what got it. <laughs> Uh, also, one of the things that's so cool about climbers is in, incredible upper body strength, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they all have, they're all 
massive shoulders. Please tell me what that's like to have upper body strength. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I've thought about it. I've thought about ways that maybe I could try and achieve it. It's not going to happen. But um, the idea that you can pull your whole body pretty much, I, mean, I know you're using your arms and your legs, but that upper body strength I just, tell me what it's like, Papa. Tell me. <laughs> well, son, it's... Um... <laughs> this is the bedtime story I ask for every, every night. I ask my wife, tell me what it's like to have upper body strength. And she's like, okay, here we go again. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's. Uh, do you have to work out a lot to, to do this? Or is just the climbing the workout itself? I mean, climbing is a workout in itself. I do a lot of training, though. I train six days a week. Wow. Wow. Um, I don't do anything six days a week. <laughs> yeah, on Sundays, you don't breathe, right? <laughs> you, you, just don't. <laughs> you practice photosynthesis <laughs> on Sundays. Uh, no, no, other, no other breathing is done. Uh, wow, that's so, um, that's very impressive. Uh, you're, you're a very impressive person. I love that you, uh, well, you. Have, have, no, seriously, that you've a attacked this. And does it, I, I'm just in your everyday life when you're not climbing, is there, is there anything that you can use that helps you with this condition? Is there, I mean, is there, is there a special glasses? Are there anything that you can this put on? This thing that, right here. What does um, that do? So if you hold it up to things, it will make them bigger. It's like a magnifier. Uh, glasses don't work. So, right, right, right. Yeah, glasses have never worked. There must be some advantage to if there's, as you said, a part that you don't see. There might That might be convenient at times when you're like, I really don't want to talk to this person right now. I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stare at their face. And so they just go, because that would be, <laughs> there are times where be I'm like, useful. I really don't want to see this person right now. So I yeah, will position yeah. my head so they're just gone, but they think I'm looking at them, but I'm not. I have obliterated yeah. them. Well, still, thing is, you still have to talk to them, even if you can't see them. You just say an occasional "uh huh" sounds good. <laughs> I mean, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. really, you think of, it's what you're doing to me right now? I can tell. Yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> you tuned me out a while ago, Lux. I haven't been looking at your face directly ever since we got. <laughs> I see there are advantages and disadvantages to every condition. Uh, well, yeah. Lux, is there anything I can uh, do for you? Uh, you, uh, you seem like a terrific guy i'd like to help you out or if you have a question or if there's anything i can do yeah so i guess my question is what is the dumbest and most physically dangerous thing you've ever done okay i know exactly what it is there actually there's a couple because i mean there's more than one when i get uh thinking about what might be funny or in front of people my good sense tends to go away so on tour in, I think, 2010, uh, we did this very raucous uh, uh, show that we toured around the country and uh, it was in large venues and I would do all kinds of comedy, but I would also play the guitar and do musical numbers. And it just started to, the crowds were getting bigger and bigger and it was turning into, it was so chaotic and there was so much energy that I remembered one time I, I ran up, I had uh, pretty much a radio mic on my guitar so I could go anywhere with the guitar. And I ran up with my guitar to the second balcony and I stood on the edge of the balcony playing the guitar uh, <laughs> and didn't even think about it. And the people who I employ were furious with me. They were watching it and they were like, you asshole, 
you were standing there, not even looking at what you were doing, and you so easily could have fallen, and it was, you know, a 30-foot fall. It wouldn't have gone well. That was super stupid, <laughs> and I was very apologetic, And uh, but I was living out some weird, hey, look at me. I'm Eddie Van Halen, guitar fantasy, uh, and it was it was just stupid. The second one was we were doing a rehearsal once uh, with animals, and there was a very large water buffalo, I think from Africa, and someone just said, "Hey, it might be funny if you got on it." And the trainer, the trainer who actually knew nothing about, who was just there to hold the animals and didn't know that much about partic each particular one, said, "Yeah, get on it," and I said. <laughs> Okay. And I later looked back at the footage because we were shooting it for rehearsal. And I just said, you probably remember this too, Sona. And so I went, yeah, okay. And I jumped on the back of a water buffalo. Now, let me be clear. A water buffalo, this water buffalo was the size of a midsize compact car. And I jumped on the back <laughs> of it. And this water buffalo didn't want me on its back. So the first thing it did was threw me off. And I landed... Uh, on um, a solid concrete floor that's extra dense so that you can roll TV cameras on it. And I bounced off my left hip and Ooh. the buffalo charged forward, knocked a bunch of cameras over, then turned around. And I, all I saw was the whites of its eyes and started charging at me. <laughs> and um, I ran like a cartoon character and like made a hole in the wall that was in the shape of my body. Uh, <laughs> I, I got a massive hematoma. It was so big, I couldn't get my pants off. Um, and, oh. uh, and I was like, thinking back to it, when we looked at the tape, my sidekick, Andy Richter, standing there and, or sitting there, and he's not really paying attention. And in fact, nobody's paying attention. But what you can hear is someone says, I think a segment producer says, why don't you get on? What if you got on it? And then the trainer goes, yeah, get on it. I say, yeah, I'll get on it. And then you hear Andy Richter say, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> and he says it at about that level. He goes, and he's, I think he's like uh, playing with his phone at the same time. He goes, I wouldn't do that. And he's I- just putting it on record. Yeah, literally. He, really he just, he didn't, wasn't, yeah, yeah exactly. Just, he just says, he just says, eh, I wouldn't do that. And then you just you see me- to see what would happen. Yeah, and then I instantly jump on the, I don't listen to him. I jump on the back of the water buffalo. And it's all like, my sympathies with the water buffalo was right. Uh, it was in the right. I was in the wrong. And uh, so, yeah, and I think- if I thought about it, I can think of 600 more of those. I, I just, uh, um, and I have nobody to blame but myself, but uh, I never said I was the smartest guy. Um, I'm just the pain. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, All right. All right. Well, Lux. 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 Lux at Veritas. Lux. Yes. Lux, I'm going to come to London. I, I get there sometimes, and I'm going to find you, man, okay? <laughs> and we're going to settle this once and for all. Oh, uh, yeah, all right. Which means that you're going to, with your upper body strength, yeah. <laughs> instantly beat the crap out of me. To be fair, Conan, I'm quite a short guy, so you could probably I don't think I, my, no, my height is of no advantage, trust me, the way I use it. Uh, hey, Lux, it was so cool talking to you, and I am sincerely impressed with, what you've accomplished. Uh, and I think, um, you know, more power to you. I, and, I, and I do hope we meet someday. I really do. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. And, you know, you guys um, really helped me 
I've been having a really tough time at the moment and like listening to your podcast, watching your videos, it just, it makes my day every single time. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that you're having a tough time. Uh, A lot of people are these days, you know, Uh, it's not, it's not uncommon. And I do hope that you are good at, uh, I, I did not used to be, and I know we both have the same lineage I used to think I, I, and I'm going to get serious here for a second, but I used to think I shouldn't talk to people uh, when I would get depressed or I would, I would think, well, uh, you because know, we come from this culture, this sort of uh, Celtic UK culture of just forge ahead and don't talk about these things. But yeah. I have found it's really good to talk about these things. So continue yeah. to do that. Talk to your friends uh, and talk to people in your life and in your family and and when you're feeling low and I'm glad that we're able to um put a smile on your face but but also keep talking about this cuz it's important okay yeah. yeah that's nice Lux. all right our paths will cross again i promise you that <laughs> i can't wait all right take all right. care lux okay yeah bye, take guys. care bye. thanks conan o'brien needs a fan with conan o'brien sonam obsessian and matt gorley Produced by me, Matt Gourley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solateroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Music by Jimmy Vivino. Supervising producer, Aaron Blaird. Associate talent producer, Jennifer Samples. Associate producers, Sean Doherty and Lisa Berm. Engineered by Will Beckton. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Stitcher. Stitcher.